think like an Erasmus experience or like a, a semester abroad helps you a lot with your studies and it gives you a new perspective on life, on your things you learn. And it's like highly recommended, like just, just do it. Just. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Let's Talk Hadium podcast. This episode, you'll meet my friend, David Finsner. He's studying media economics at Hadium and are now currently taking a semester abroad in Norway at the university in Valda. David is in this episode talking about why he wanted to study abroad, his experience so far with traveling, studying and exploring the Norwegian culture. If you want to get inspired to study abroad in the Nordic countries, I can highly recommend this episode. I'm your host, Olivia. I'm from Denmark. I studied digital concept development at the Business Academy in Aarhus. I came to Stuttgart March 2021 for an exchange semester, and I'm now doing my internship at the campus radio station Horatz. I really hope you will enjoy this episode. Horatz. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the podcast for international students and students going abroad here at HDM. And today I'm so lucky to have David Finsner on the show because David is currently studying abroad in Norway and I'm so glad that he's now live on the Zoom call here and we're going to have a conversation about like why he's moving abroad and why he chose to go to Norway and how his semester has been going so far. He moved to Norway, when was it, David, in August, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's December, so you've been there for maybe five months. That's true. Depending what you count, but like four to five months. Four yeah. to five months, yeah. And, yeah, so we're just going to talk about your experience so far, David, and what you have been doing in Norway and how it is to, to move from Germany to Norway and your experiences. And I know you guys have been doing a lot of traveling around and skiing and just road trips around Norway. So I'm really excited to hear about all that. So yeah, welcome, David, to this episode. Thanks, you. Uh, thank, I thank you a lot for having me. I was uh, very happy that you asked me to come on your podcast. Um, yeah, I think you kind of said it all in a way. We do quite a lot here. We have like a lot of fun here. Uh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll start with like where I'm like actually in Norway right now. Because I'm studying at the Hukskuen Ivolda. My Norwegian is very bad. <laughs> You're trying good. Or as I sometimes say, non-existent. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the high like the the Volda University College, I think it's their official name in, in English. And Volda is quite a small town here in Norway. Well, For Norway, like for Norwegian comparison thing, it's like not that small because it's just like almost 10,000 inhabitants. So not too small for Norway, but like small for the rest of the world, I guess. It has a quite big university. So like almost half the population here in, in Volda are students, which is really, really, really cool because it's like a, almost like a bubble in a way. Because uh, as a lot of natives here in Volda told us, The town is actually very empty without students. So like in summer, they, they do miss us a lot. That's kind of really cool because it's really like a 
big community of students who just hang a lot, like do stuff together. And like, you kind of know everybody a bit and you can just go anywhere and be like, Hey, how's it going? That's really, really cool. And yeah, Volda is really famous in Norway for their media department and for their teachers department, I think, because that's originally how they started this university, but I don't know how that happened, but they just decided at one point that they are like going to do like a media department as well. And now a lot of people who work in the big radio and TV stations in Norway are from the school. So it is quite famous in Norway. But on the other hand, you have to like say that there are not as many media universities in Norway. So yeah, <laughs> it is it is famous for a reason because it does not have that much competition. Yeah. And I came here in August. Well, I entered Norway in August and I arrived here in Volda, I think in the middle of August or something. And then the semester started in the end of August, I think, or middle to end of August. And yeah, a lot of crazy things happened since then. <laughs> I don't know. So, so first of all, why did you decide to go to Norway? Okay. To study that's quite an easy, abroad. that's quite an easy um, answer for me. So I was on a road trip in Scandinavia actually, but also obviously in Norway, I think in 2018, before I started to study in Germany, like at the HGM. And I kind of fell in love with Norway and I quickly realized that I kind of want to live there at least for a couple of months. So when I realized that there's like this partner university of the HDM in Volda, which is in a most awesome landscape, the most Norwegian landscape with fjords and mountains surrounding it. It's like, okay, I really have to try to study there and like apply there. And then COVID happened. It's like, okay, if they still take people, I, I have to apply and I did it. And I guess I was lucky because apparently Volda is like quite a popular place to go to. And we are five people from the HDM right now here in Volda. And four of us are studying uh, media economics. And one person is doing the audio, like audiovisual media is called in German. Yeah, I think it's also what we call it. I don't know. I don't know what the English mm -hmm. name is. I think it's like something like me, essentially media productions. And yeah, we are, I guess, all really lucky to go here because the landscape was not the only thing why I decided going there. As I said before, this uh, school is kind of famous in Norway. So they do have a lot of funding and you can really see that here because they do have a lot of equipment. They do have special courses. For example, they have a really cool outdoor media production course, which I unfortunately did not get into, but like my roommate is studying that and she's, she did really cool things because they're essentially outside a lot and filming a lot of crazy things. She, for example, did a project. Well, she essentially filmed whales in Northern Norway and like did a video about the company doing whale tours. That was really cool. And even though she had to like, obviously pay for part of the travel, um, it was still really cool that she could do that while actually doing an assignment for a course. 
And yeah, sounds really like we, a really cool experience. Yeah, it's a really, really cool experience. And the other cool thing is like they do actually have like a lot of equipment, like really nice equipment, which you can just rent for the courses. So even though you don't, if you don't own a camera, you can just go to the check room, it's called here, and like just get the stuff you need. So you get like a support and like the equipment from the university to actually try to do the best of your abilities. That's really cool. And even the courses I got into, like the photo familiar class, it was like a very learning by doing approach in a way to just learn by like actually doing the stuff, which is really, really cool. Like, especially from like what I studied before, because it's more economics and like more like just learning like one direction. And we did not have that much of like practical experience. So it was kind of cool to get in these more practical courses where you can actually do stuff. So that was also one reason why we choose coming here. And I guess one nice bonus was that they just finished a building, like they just opened up a new media building here. They got a lot of funding from the Norwegian government to build like a really, really cool new building. And they have a lot of equipment here, like stand up desks everywhere, a lot of crazy computers and really nice classrooms with like a lot of big screens and TVs and just very good equipment. So you can really tell that they, the government and I don't know who funded for everything, they care about this place. So that was nice. And we had quite good teachers. That's also a bonus. But with the teachers, it's a hit or miss apparently. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm not only going to say good things, but because like that would not be fair because I heard some negative things. For example, the media outdoor media production course, they had a little trouble with their teachers apparently because like one teacher left and then they didn't really know who to get. So there are some things that are not perfect, obviously, but like I can only speak for myself and I had like a really good experience. So yeah, I guess in conclusion, I was in love with Norway. So that's what's one reason The it's cool here is really good. There's another reason. And then like the equipment and like the support you get here is really cool. And I really wanted to go abroad because I love meeting new people and I love like getting to know new countries better because you really got an other kind of understanding of a country when you actually move there and live there and not only travel through it. I kind of forgot about talking about, about that, but yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And yeah, I can totally relate to all the things you were saying. And it sounds really cool that in Valde they have so much equipment because it really means a lot. And it, I think it also motivates, at least for me and I know for a lot of other people, it's like, oh, if you have all this cool equipment, you kind of want to use it or learn how to use it. And you can improve your projects a lot and also learn that's also what I found about the HDM here at least for me coming here there was a lot of more opportunities for media production since my home university is more focused on the business side than here coming here is like a playground and if you ask people they can just like yeah of course we will find a solution for this or maybe you can try it in, in that way so yeah that's cool that you also have the same experience in Valda. Yeah, I think that the playground idea is like really, really good explanation, I guess, because like, even though I didn't really have like media production courses as in where we had to like film anything, I was still able to just ask a teacher and then I was able to like rent a video camera, like a fancy one and just try out and 
experiment a bit with it. So that was really, really cool. And like, if, if you have like a question, that's really cool. Like the, the teacher student relationship is really, really good here. Like the, it's like on one level. So the, the teachers like actually care about their students a lot. So if you have any problems, you could just go there even with like non-school related topics. I feel like you could just probably go there and like talk to them and they might help you. And like, if you have like a project outside of school, you could also like just go and ask for connections. Um, and they would like help you with things because they obviously they're really connected in Norway as well. And we had one teacher who was originally German. He's also teaches in Kiel, I think Thomas Lewe. He's like a very, very good professor. And like, I just asked him about stuff for my upcoming bachelor thesis. And he was like, yeah, if, if I like have any questions, just text me. I have like a lot of stuff about that. And was, like, that just tells you how, how supportive they are, like for you to learn stuff, even though it's not connected to their subject that they're teaching, like that's really cool. And you don't feel like that, that they look up, like that they look down from you. And even though it's not a big of a thing in, in our university in, in the ATM, but I heard from other students, for example, that they experienced like weird kind of relationships with their professors where the professors were like, yeah, okay, I'm better than you kind of, you know, like they, even though they would not say that obviously to the, to the students, but they would just like express themselves in a way that you as a student in Germany feel worse than them or like smaller and that you can't speak to them. And yeah. So they were like really surprised. Yeah. I think it's about the hierarchy. Yeah. Hierarchy. Least, yeah. Like the formality and how formal you have to be, at least for me also coming from the Scandinavian countries. I know I'm not sure exactly how it is in Norway, but it is. Yeah. Your teachers are kind of your friends because they're there for you to help you. And you can be like, uh, how was your weekend? And they will, we will talk about that or funny things or some of the teachers will even join you like in the Friday bar and have a beer and just like hang out. And I feel like that's not really common in Germany. No, not at all. So for so me, that was a really good thing. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I think it's a good thing for at least for German students to experience that there's other ways that universities also communicate. Yeah. Even though so, that sometimes probably makes it a little more difficult because like, I feel like some Norwegian students, at least they kind of take the whole thing for granted and they, they don't like take the classes as serious. That was interesting for me, like as a German student coming here. And I talked to, actually, I talked about that thing with Thomas because I, he teaches in Germany as well. And he told me that like he had, uh, like he, he's doing a courses here with like where he always has like international students and Norwegian students. And he told me that like due to COVID, he had a class with only Norwegians last year. And you could really tell a difference because like the corporation really makes the classes and only like the Norwegians. It was kind of difficult sometimes because they sometimes just don't show up or they're not like very, like, because, because like the relationship is sometimes maybe too good to the teachers. They just are like, yeah, you know, can I just, hand it in later or like they, they just like try to go through the studies as easy as possible sometimes. And like for us, there's more of this, like, okay, we have to finish that. We have to do that and that and that. And that was like also really interesting. 
That's that, a really like, interesting uh, comparison. Yeah, because like the work mentality is different, I think, at least with, with students and at least in my experience. It might not yeah. be like the whole of Norway, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but we kind of had the feeling that some sometimes like the some of the Norwegians were a little lazy. I don't know. It's kind of bad to say that, but I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about like sharing your experience yeah. here. So other people might get inspired to go to Valda or I might be a little prepared of what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. True. So how is the social life for you in Norway? Was it easy to be there the first days and make friends? That or? was that was really easy, actually. Like, especially in a place like Valda, it's probably more difficult, like when you move to a bigger city, like Oslo or Bergen. But like since here in Volda, like I said, half of the population are students and they're around the same age. It's really, really easy to meet people. And even though there's like the stereotype of Norwegians being very shy and reserved, I mean, obviously it's kind of true in, in some ways, but, but students are more open, which is cool. But especially like it was really easy to get to know the international community for a couple of reasons. First of all, like international students are only in two dormitories in Volda and even though they're on the other ends of Volda you can still walk there in 10 minutes I guess so that's really nice and like the two dormitories are like essentially filled with internationals so there are only like a couple of Norwegians there so you just hang out with internationals not even by choice but like because you have to But it's also really nice because we were like one big family, I guess. And it was really cool because we were like 120 internationals from a lot of nationalities. And we were just hanging out a lot, in, especially in the beginning when it was like still warmer. Um, we were hanging a lot with the other buildings um, because we can meet, could meet outside. Now it's obviously in winter, it's more difficult. So we kind of only hang out with the, this one dormitory, dormitory hangs out with their people in the other one with the other people. And then on the weekends at parties, you meet <laughs> kind of, <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, that's uh, so nice. But yeah, it was really easy to like talk to everybody because like everybody was in the same situation and we were all in the same place. So you could just like go to another kitchen and talk to them, you know, and the university actually cares a lot about helping people to meet each other. They have in the beginning, they had this, um, Father week or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I think I know what it is. is isn't it like a Scandinavian thing? Mm, yeah, I, I think we have something similar. Yeah, like it's just one week where you have like get to know the school and they, they show you everything. And then they have a lot of events where you meet and you have the opportunity to meet Norwegian, like <laughs> for us Norwegians. <laughs> Because like the dormitories were kind of only internationals we did not meet that many Norwegians except at parties and then this weekend I kind of regret like looking back I kind of regret not keeping in touch with them but it was like so many new people so that was kind of hard but yeah like they, they did care a lot about like us having the opportunity to meet other people and to get to know people and then like if you're into sports it's even easier because there are a lot of sports clubs and everything so I really do recommend like joining a club there's also like what was this 
club called Natura and it was like about going outdoors and doing stuff. And then especially in Norway, like I do really recommend going in these clubs, especially if you want to meet Norwegians or like locals, because that's where you really get to know these people. Also at parties, because when Norwegians drink and they do drink a lot, even though it's expensive, they're definitely more open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that. I think it's true. <laughs> they don't have a drinking culture. For them, it's just drink a lot. That's their drinking <laughs> culture. Oh, my God. It sounds like you had a really good time so far. And I know you also have been traveling a lot. Can you share a bit about your experience? I know that we just talked before and you said that you've been going like out every weekend. So yes. now it's probably a bit like mixed together, like your what you remember. But yeah, maybe you can highlight some of the main trips. Yeah, it's kind of a blur by this point. But so... <laughs> so much traveling. <laughs> yeah. So like... um. My dad kind of sometimes says, yeah, did you even study? And I was like, yeah, dad. Well, some I had to travel sometimes for my courses because I was doing a photo for media class. So I could take the opportunity to, to like do my assignments somewhere else because it was nicer to not always be in the same place to take photos, obviously. So we, a lot of us just took the opportunities to do their assignments and also travel because it worked really well together. So that's for a start. So you actually do have to study, but you can combine it with being outdoors and enjoying Norway in a way, if you take the right classes. I can maybe give you like a recommendation for classes later. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the nice thing for me was I came back with a car. I have like a camper van. And if you have a car and if you go to Norway, especially to Volda, I do recommend taking it because you're living in the middle of no, like of nowhere and you can rent cars, but like, and go by bus, but everything is super expensive because it's Norway. So if you like really want to do trips, I having a car is really useful or just make friends with people who have a car. <laughs> Good that advice. also works. That also works. <laughs> but we had like four or five cars here, I guess. And, um, we did quite a lot of trips together with many people, especially in the beginning when it was still warm. So, um, we had like one really crazy road trip, like in, in the very beginning, I think it was in the beginning of September and we just took like 18 people in four cars and we traveled along like the Geiranger Fjord, I think. And then Trollstegen is like a very crazy road in Norway. And then, uh, up to the Atlantic ocean road. And it's like this very famous road, which is also in a new James Bond movie. I don't know. Oh some, yeah, I've seen that. Some might have <laughs> seen it, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was really, really cool. And we had like a four day trip, I think, maybe three day. I don't remember, but yeah, it was really, really cool. And we had really had this mentality that we are like only here for like, well, some of us are here for a year, but most of us were only here for like a half a year now. And we had like this mentality, okay, we really have to use this time. And since we're already in this like very beautiful landscape, let's just go places. And like, if we did not go on a like weekend trip to like another place, we would just go hiking or now in winter skiing because it did start snow snowing in the end of November. So that was nice. So we went ski touring. So we walked up 
with skis and ski down. So if you have skis, bring them. <laughs> I do recommend it. And yeah, like Norway just gives you the opportunity to go out all the time and you get used to shitty weather and you also enjoy hiking shitty weather, but like, obviously we, we did most hikes and bigger trips in September and beginning of October when it was still warmer and nice outside. And yeah, I don't know. We went, oh yeah. We also went to the Lofoten islands north of Norway, like not all of us, but like four of us or no, three of us. And that was really, really awesome. I think it was in October, something it was really pretty. I do recommend it. Uh, and was not cheap, but the flights were okay priced because they're like, there's this airline in Norway, which is called Vidor, Vidore, Vidore. Yeah. My Norwegian, <laughs> not perfect. <laughs> um, and they have student prices essentially, which is cool. And a lot of people use that to also go to Bergen or other places or Oslo, for example, because like essentially a lot of small places in Norway do have an airport because everything is super far apart. You can like essentially go anywhere by plane if you just go through Oslo. And that's really nice. But yeah, it's also kind of a problem because everything is super far apart. So like, even if you want to go to the next bigger city, which is for us, it's Olesund, it's like almost two hours away and you have to take one ferry. So yeah, and that's kind of also expensive. Or if you want to go like, I don't know, there are a lot of nice places, but you always have to like at least go for like at least one or two hours to go to these places. If you don't just want to stay in the area and hike, but obviously sometimes you want to go further because they're famous places. But for example, Volda is really nicely placed because like a lot of really cool places are like close. Like Aalesund is one of the most famous cities in, in Norway. Then by plane, Bergen is not too far away or even with, uh, with a bus, Bergen is not that far away. Like it only takes you like six hours or something to get there only. Well, which is close for Norway, believe me. <laughs> um, then Geiranger is really close. It's about like two hours away. Well, <laughs> For Germany, that would be far, but like not for Norway. <laughs> um, then like these, there's like this very famous route, which also goes to Geiranger, Trollstegen, and then goes up to Atlantic Ocean Road. And that is not too far away. Atlantic Ocean Road is about like a day trip away, I guess. And then there's a region here. Um, it's really famous in Norway, the Sundmöre Alpen. It's like one of the most famous uh, regions in Norway, like uh, for hiking and skiing and everything. And actually, I think the new Tom Cruise movie, like the new Mission Impossible, which will be released next year, was filmed like very close to here, like an hour away from here. And obviously the new James Bond movie got shot in kind of close to here. And yeah, and it's so beautiful. Maybe That's some of you have seen Tune. Um, Tune was shot like two hours away from, no, actually one and a half hours away from here at this very famous beach where we actually went surfing. That was really nice. We, we did like with Natura, we did the surfing trip and we were surfing and when it was like four degrees outside or something, it was really oh cool. God. It was what a very experience. fun experience though. Like it was the first time surfing for me and it was like very memorable because like who started surfing in Norway? I don't think a lot of people did. Most people would go to like France or like 
more exotic places to go surfing where it's actually warm but it was still very fun yeah i don't know like there's so much to, to talk about like i have so <laughs> many so nice pictures <laughs> i have so many nice, nice pictures and i did not even start uploading them yet on instagram i don't know what to do like i, I can't even decide what to upload oh and i don't i didn't even talk about the northern lights we saw like the northern lights like a couple of times now and they're so awesome i don't know like if you just see them you're like just amazed like oh my god like, it was so crazy and like the norwegians don't even care anymore for them it's like oh yeah for them it's like <laughs> if they see rain i don't know <laughs> kind of felt like it because we were like all standing there and like looking up and like oh wow it's so crazy and then norwegians just like walked past up us and like we're looking weird <laughs> i don't know i don't know it was just crazy it was like awesome i don't know do it if oh. you're thinking about it or just go here just go to volda or just go to wherever you want to go because i feel like you will have a nice experience in whatever place you go to i think you can agree on that right yes definitely and i'm so happy that you're having such a good time david did really i can really hear that you're enjoying it so much <laughs> so I'm, i'm glad you can also recommend it so yeah how How was the application process of going to Valda? What did you have to do? Like for HGM, I can only talk for HGM students, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's actually not that hard. Like <laughs> I do recommend the website for uh, Internationales Auslandsamt. It's like the international office. And they do have the whole process written down and I will probably mess up some steps now. But essentially what you have to do, you have to actually think about where you want to go I do recommend like starting the process of thinking about it like one year before you actually plan to go. For us, it was more difficult because there was COVID and there was a lot of uncertainty, but hopefully it will maybe change a little bit, hopefully. And well, what I did essentially, even though I knew that I wanted to go to Norway and I kind of had Volda in my mind already, you had to like, kind of apply for three places. So I still had to figure out this two other places. So what I did, I would just look at all the partner universities in Scandinavia, since I wanted to go to Scandinavia and I check reports of students going to the places. And I do actually really recommend that. Like there's one page where you can look up all the reports from students going to the places. And I do recommend like filtering for the thing you're studying since Obviously, you can't go to every university since some universities don't have the courses you could actually use for your studies. And what I did was like reading through that and then writing down the positive stuff and then ranking them for like Volda first place. And then I ended up with choosing two universities in Aarhus actually <laughs> um, as like second and third place. And then you have to write a letter of motivation or something like that. And then You have to upload a few more documents. I don't remember what exactly. And then you essentially upload that till the due date. I don't remember when that was, but since it was like almost a year ago. But essentially it's like before the semester starts. So I kind of two like in two semesters before you want to go, but at the end of the semester, like kind of like half a year before you go, it's like the due date, I guess. And then the semester before you go like they tell you if you will get the chance to um, go abroad and 
usually they do say yes. I don't, I've not heard about someone not being accepted to a place at all. And then they also, and then you are in like the first stage. So like that the first stage is essentially you uploading the right files. And then the second stage is at least for our, like for media, business media economics, um, we had to go through an interview process where essentially professors from our um, studies program had like a 15 minutes interview with us. And then based on that interview, they ranked us and recommended us or not did not recommend us for our first wish, I guess. And they like, at least the professors I talked to, they asked us about like why we wanted to go there. And it was in English and German, and it might be in other languages. If you are unlucky and go to like a place in Spain and you have to speak Spanish there and you actually have a professor who can speak Spanish. I'm not sure if we have that, but you might be asked some Spanish questions, but like only a small part. Um, but yeah, you should actually know the language if you have to know it in the place where you're studying. Yeah. Keep, keep out for that. Just look what language the courses are in good recommendation, but usually they're in English, but watch out for that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, like they ask you about questions about the country you're going to. And also like very, like, like for me, they asked me about the media system there and like focus obviously on our studies, but also stuff about politics. And they also asked me stuff about, uh, politics in Germany. So you just have to know what is going on right now so that they know that you can represent our university, our country in this other country, and that you kind of also know what country you're going into. So if you like prepare a little bit, you should be fine. And then you will have to wait. And then you get an email and be like, Hey, congratulations. You are going there and there. And I got my first wish and some people got their second wish. And I think sometimes what they did is they rather gave two people their second wish than one person, their first, first wish and another one, their third wish or something. So they really try to be fair and figure out things. And even if like, they really try to get you somewhere, like, even though like one of the guys who was here, he, his, his, um, thing got canceled, like his original wish got canceled quite early on the process. And then like very late into the whole vacation thing. Walter was like, yeah, we could actually take some more. And then like, he got like, uh, how do you say? Like kind of, A in here by, by, like, yeah, yeah like he, fun, yeah. yeah, he kind of got in here by luck, I guess, even though he did not plan to go here originally, but he still loves it here. So that's nice. I think he wanted to go to like a warmer country, but now he has the opposite, but he still loves it. So that's good. Yeah. And then you have to apply, like they, they will like tell their guest university who they will um, recommend to go. And then the rest is, I think more of a formal process. You also have to upload all the stuff your guest university wants from you. And then also, I did not hear about anyone who did not get in the university after being recommended, but some people like me did not get the courses they actually wanted to take in the universities. But what happens in that case, they're just recommending you other courses and like, Hey, you couldn't take that course. And would you mind doing that one? 
And then at some point, if you figure the whole course situation out, you have to get like this online learning agreement and your coordinator in Germany has to sign it. The one in the host country has to sign it. And the dean of your faculty or no, not of your faculty of your studies program has to sign it. it's like complicated but super easy as well and if you have any questions just ask people who went in a year or a semester before you or in your semester's group on whatsapp or facebook or whatever or just look it up on the website of the international office because it's really helpful or just write them email because they also tended to respond as quite quickly, even though it was a difficult situation for them with COVID and a lot of places that canceled and had to be reapplied. And like, it was super difficult last semester, but well, we did all kind of end up in the places we wanted to, which That's is nice. so good. Yeah, yeah. It's not complicated. Yeah, as you explained, it's like, there's a lot of steps, but you will get through it. And it's just like, I think the worst is actually the waiting. The waiting yeah. time yeah. where you're just like waiting to see if you're gonna get in or not but yeah just like you will just go with the flow once you apply and yeah one step and then the next step and the step like, after and it, it might seem complicated w while doing it but like afterwards when you're actually in the country you're like okay that's crazy how easy it was to actually be able to go there and if you're in in a country in europe you also get like money from erasmus funding so like it's really crazy how easy it was to get money for free, essentially, to be able to live in another country. Like, for that fact, it's crazy how easy it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's such a good opportunity. Like, it's really a good opportunity. And it's, like, amazing that the EU are sponsoring yep. that. Thank you. And seeing Thank the benefits. <laughs> Thank you, EU. <laughs> so how was it with the accommodation in Norway? Was it easy? Was it like a part of the agreement or did you have to find your own? Um, actually, that's really nice about Volda. They guarantee you a place in their student dorms. And I do recommend taking one of them because like essentially everybody's living in the student accommodation. I think there's there were only like a couple who got the place somewhere else, but they had to walk quite far because like everything was in the student dorms essentially. So if they wanted to join like some social social things, they had to walk there and we were already there because we lived there. So I really do recommend taking one of the dormitories. And the nice thing about Volda is like Volda has the cheapest student accommodations in Norway. Apparently, I obviously can't confirm that because uh, I don't know how expensive it's in other places, but it's actually like more expensive than in Germany, but still like not too expensive. I think like I'm paying for a room with a shared bathroom, paying like 380 euros, 360 euros, something like that, which is okay, I guess. Uh, but obviously not as cheap as like a German dormitory, like depending on what dormitory, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're, the rooms are quite nice. I can't complain. I do have a very nice view. You can actually, when you apply for the dormitory, yeah, you actually have to, okay. So you, you get a guaranteed place, but you still have to apply for them. That's a, that's an interesting thing to know, but it's super easy to apply for them. They have a good website for that and you can just choose. And then you, what I did is I wrote 
in the comment section or like in the further information. I don't know. Like there's some box where you can like write something in. I was like, I really would like to have a fjord view. And that works. <laughs> that worked for me. Oh, that's so cool. So Just sent, like, yeah, I would like a nice view if there is available. <laughs> so what they do is sometimes if they actually care about international students so they actually sometimes just try to give them a fjord view or a nicer view which is nice but like all honestly the other like the other view is not that bad either so like everything is nice so i don't know oh, that's but so yeah good. and maybe you could even try to ask like i i lived in a porsche club i don't know the, the full name but we always call it porsche or there's the porsche and Heldnet building are like the two dormitories we can live in and then there's rich and poor health which is essentially like the new dormitory and the old one in in the place and i do recommend porsche but health is also quite nice but porsche is just closer to the city center and the harbor and everything which is cool but a lot of a lot of parties are in health since it's a bigger place so yeah that's whatever you want to like focus on and like if you have uh you if you live high up in like the higher floors and have and if you have like a fjord view you have like the most amazing view ever like i could not study in my room because they just caught me looking outside the window all the time like oh that's so nice (laughs) it sounds really amazing yeah it's like i don't know it's just unreal i don't know like this landscape just does not feel real at all. It's so With beautiful. like mountains no and the water and yeah, I don't know. It's just very special. And it will probably be weird to come back to Germany and not mm-hmm. being able to see mountains all the time. <laughs> yes. Okay, so just to sum up for the people listening, what are you studying back at HDM? Okay, so I'm studying media economics or media I think like the actual English name is media management. So I will say it in German, Medienwirtschaft. And yeah, like it's very more business focused, I guess, and more management focused. Even though I was more it was more management focused, we still do have some production courses. So our dean is really cool and he allows us to also get like a little experience outside of the box since our studies program is kind of about that because we kind of have to know everything a little bit but yeah so we are actually able to go to a lot of different places even though it's not like business or management focused and that's why i got the opportunity to actually do like production courses but then sometimes some universities do require um, a certain amount of ects in production courses if you want to take them which happened to me that's why i didn't get into the media productions but still yeah so i'm studying media management in the HGM. Okay, okay. That's really nice. And what about the courses you are taking in Norway? Yeah, the so the thing is, okay, it's a little bit more complicated, but like you could, I could have actually taken courses in two different departments. One, obviously the media department or media faculty, and the other one, I don't know how it is called, but right now I'm taking photo for media, which is essentially a course where you learn how to take photos and different scenarios, which honestly, since I was like, 
yeah well i did know to how to take photos before coming here so for me it was more of like progressing as a photographer than like learning the new things but it is suited for photographers on many different levels if you're open to learn so if you never had a camera in your hand before you could join that course which is nice and if you did it for like five years professionally you probably would also be able to like learn something gain some course. more knowledge yeah. Yeah, we've done this. yeah even though it's maybe not like theoretical knowledge about photography but more like just like it's working experience since we had like different assignments each week which focus on different um subjects in photography like spot photography and like product photography or like these kind of things and obviously i was only focused on like landscape and architecture photography for example so i like some things were new to me for example like studio photography so that's what i learned for example so you get like to know different things and the other course was called design strategies or like strategic design depends where you look that was like the closest course to something i would be able to study here in my uh, at the hgm because it was essentially creating or designing a campaign it was kind of interesting since we were working together with the Krise center secretariat which is like an organization that kind of helps Krise centers in norway which Krise centers are essentially like an organization that help women or men in need uh, like if they get abused or if there's like a problem of domestic violence and we got the task to design a campaign that is targeted towards people in Norway that can't speak Norwegian. And we had to like help them with our campaign in one way or another to help them with the, with the problem of intimate partner violence. And that was kind of like a very heavy topic, like, because it was like kind of difficult in a way, but it was also very interesting. I think I learned a lot there. Even though it was not essentially about the process, since I had a couple of classes like that in the HM, but it was just like nice to be able to work together with a client and design it for an actual client. Like the topic itself was super interesting to design around, even though it was very, yeah, it was heavy. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes, it, like would go home and would be like, okay, I'm very happy that I don't have to deal with these things, and some people experience these very things. So. I was glad that I might, or like that our group might be able to like actually help with this topic in a way, even though it might be only like an idea we gave them. Yeah. And like in this course, we have to write a paper because like the group work does not count, count at all. But in the end, you have to write a paper about your um, campaign and why you did what. And you have to argue with like theoretical information why you choose to do what you did. And in the photo familiar class, we have to hand in on a final portfolio of all the 18 assignments. I think it's like 23 pictures in total we had to hand in. And then we also have like a oral exam where you have to defend our pictures. So that's quite doable since it's a lot of work in these courses, but compared to the HDM, you have like big courses since they both are 15 ECTS. So that's also quite nice. And then there are other courses, as I mentioned before, like outdoor media production, which is just like really nice, but you need to have like production experience before, like production experience in university. Some people had production experience, but it was like before university, so they didn't get in um, because they didn't have it as ECTS points, which is kind of 
maybe not the ideal process, but yeah. And then there are like some other courses in the media department, which you can take. I think like one is some like storytelling, some, something is called like web documentary, but I can't talk about these courses since I did not take them. And then there is like a Norwegian class, but I can't recommend it since it's like Nynorsk and Nynorsk is only spoken in by like 10% of the Norwegian population. Yeah. And only you only get like, I only would have gotten like two ECTS, so it was not worth it. And then there are some interesting classes about Norway in the European Union, but they're outside of the media department. And I think the other course is called something, also something with Europe, but they both sounded very interesting. And uh, I would have been able to take these courses actually, since they're more like society focused, but also um, you learn about the countries and our dean at least um, would have allowed to take these courses. And apparently they were actually quite interesting. So yeah. Ah, and uh, I really do recommend both teachers in Photo for Media. Matteo, he's just started this semester. He finished his master program. So now he, we were his first class and he was really good, actually. Like he was super supportive. And the nice thing is that he was not that much older than us. And Thomas, he's just like, he's like super experienced with teaching and he's such a nice and friendly guy. And he was teaching together with John. And he's also like, I think she's, he's from the UK. And he was also super friendly and very helpful. And they have like all of them do have a lot of knowledge about what they're talking about. And all of them do have some, like, especially Thomas and John, they do have a lot of experience from their own working experience. Matteo, not so much because he's more of a designer, but he knows how to handle a camera and he knows how to teach, especially beginners. That was nice. And he's very passionate about photography. That helped a lot as well. So yeah, these are the courses I can recommend. Wow, it sounds so interesting. And it, it sounds like you really also are doing something you really like yes. to do. And that's something that wouldn't have been the same doing it back here at the HDM. Because you got so many other experiences of going abroad. Yeah, definitely. And like, especially these production things are like super nice to do in Norway. Since like the landscape is super amazing and there are so many stories to tell. And yeah, it really helps you getting out. Yeah, it really helps you getting out. And also you will have a really awesome portfolio. And yeah. we were just talking about that for applying for like upcoming master degrees or something like that. Yeah. You might need a really good portfolio. And how cool is that to show a portfolio with pictures from Norway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you will end up having something you can show, like something you can use for your future. That's really nice. Like this very like practical approach, even, even the campaign you could like show because you had to design it in a way how you would actually like pitch to a actual company since we work together with a company and we had to do like calculations in the end and go help with that. So that, yeah, you actually have a very hands-on approach of learning here, which is different in some parts different to the HGM, but it's also really nice to have that even though I did learn a lot at the HGM, obviously. Yeah. Of course. No, David, thank you so much for sharing all your experiences. In no way, it's so interesting to, to listen to. And I hope that you inspired someone to go there. And I know what you're saying. It's a popular place. So, yeah, if you're applying, I hope you will get in. <laughs> and yeah, David, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to add? 
Okay, I guess final words. Yeah. Like first of all, thank you for having me. It was it was really nice to be of course in a podcast again. Like it was really yeah, cool. thank you so much, David. Um, but like as final words, I would say like if you're thinking about going abroad, just do it. And if you don't think about going, just do it anyways because you won't regret it at all. Even if you don't want to go to Norway, just figure out where you want to go. And you will have a nice experience wherever you want to go. I think like an Erasmus experience or like a, a semester abroad helps you a lot with your studies and it gives you a new perspective on life, on your things you learn. And it's like highly recommended. Like just just do it. Just just go away for one semester. I don't know. Just just leave. <laughs> I think it's the best advice. Also, this like just do it. I'm telling everyone, but yeah, I also been abroad for one and a half year now in in the Netherlands and in Germany and I can say it's the best experience but it's like all around both your professional life your personal life like your social life it's like you just get new perspectives and new friends and you learn a connections, lot a lot of connections actually in different countries in the same area you're working in which might be helpful for the future for example definitely. I will I might go do an internship abroad now next year. And I know now I now know the people to get me into an internship just as a, as a small example to the in the end. Yeah, I think also because the people you connect with while you are abroad, it's a really deep connection because you have so many similar experiences or you go on many trips together, you are foreign in a new country together. So I think you connect a lot. So these people will also go extra mi extra miles to help you further because you've been in the same situation before. I don't know if it makes sense, but you have really no, good connection with make, people. Yeah. Yeah. You, ju you just make friends for like, I guess, with some for life. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Just, just do it. Just, <laughs> just, just go. Just, go. <laughs> just apply for Erasmus semester or like a semester abroad. <laughs> Yes. Okay. On on that note, I think we will end the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Horatz. You can visit the HDM website to learn more about the international opportunities here at HDM. Feel free to reach out to the international office anytime. They will just be happy to help you. This podcast is a Horatz Art and Axic 6 production. If you're interested in learning more about radio, broadcasting, or podcast production, you can reach out to us or visit the website horads.de, the campus radio Stuttgart. I will leave a link in the show notes below. Thank you again for listening into this episode, and I will see you in the next one. Let's create some HDM memories together. Horatz.